I'm here today with Jenny Perelski, the CEO and founder of Ads Uncorked. She works with women-owned small businesses, and in just 2023 alone, I'm going to brag on her a little bit because I know she won't do it. She helped her clients earn $7 million through ads, which I feel like is just such a testament to the impact you can make when you're really passionate about your clients and your craft. This is the type of growth that helped these women build homes for their families and transition from their makeshift kitchen offices to full-on warehouses. Jenny has such a huge heart and obviously so much knowledge to share. I can't wait for you to meet her. Welcome to the Creative Cantina Podcast, where we believe you can't grow a business you love around a lifestyle you hate. I'm your host and business coach, Cassie Schmidt. I spent years missing out on life in my pursuit of arbitrary definitions of success. After a massive wake-up call in 2015, my mission became clear. I'm here to help creative entrepreneurs refocus on what truly matters to them and find a way to achieve it sustainably. Running a business doesn't have to be synonymous with burnout, and believe it or not, it is possible to grow your income and impact without giving up everything you love. So cheers to mixing up new ideas with a splash of strategic action and a little room for you to add your own creative twist. Hey, Jenny, welcome to the Creative Cantina. As someone with another beverage-themed business name, I feel like I have to ask, if you were a drink, what would you be and why? I would be a brandy old-fashioned sweet. Absolutely. I love brandy old fashions, but I just feel like they're timeless. They're a go-to, perfect for any occasion. And they're typically a crowd pleaser. They can kind of be a chameleon. You know, even if people are like, oh, I'm not a brandy person, you're probably going to like the brandy old fashioned. And yeah, I I just love them. <laughs> I feel like one, it's such a Midwest thing to say. Um, it is. Yeah. Secondly, <laughs> the brandy experience I have, the only experience I have with it was my parents making brandy slush in like old ice cream yes. buckets growing up. <laughs> Absolutely. My mom still does every year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Otherwise, I feel like yeah. I've really like never had it other than, you know, sneaking a spoonful of that, you know, one Christmas or something like that. But yeah, that's a good cocktail. I just got my husband a cocktail smoker. I don't know if you've ever seen those. Oh, fun. No, I've yeah. never seen it, but I so, can Yeah, there's like different types of wood chips that you put in the top of it. It sits like right on the glass and then you just torch it and it shoves the smoke down into the glass once you put the cover on and it makes it like a smoky old fashioned. Well, oh my gosh. Needless to say, we were really excited about this and he was doing it on New Year and like the torch wouldn't light. And I'm like, why is it not lighting? Well, it doesn't come with butane in it you know, for shipping reasons, like it's not safe. So yes. I'm like, Oh, crap. So he's sitting here with like a, a grill lighter. And it's just not powerful enough to force the smoke down. It was a complete disaster. But we'll try. Oh, again. No, that's what your drink oh. reminded me of. But that's oh. a good one. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. So anyway, we can't win them all. But okay, so here's the thing. I feel like I was trying to think back. I feel like I've known you for about four years now. And I love your story from before you even started your current business. So before we dive into like the nitty gritty of boosting posts on Instagram and Facebook, can you tell us a little bit more about you and your business and the journey of kind of how you got to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. So before I even knew who you are, or vice versa, uh, I was a math teacher. So I taught um, math, middle school and high school level math for a couple of years. And I just went all in too hard, too fast. And I just burnt myself to the ground. And I realized that um, 
I needed a change in career. I thought I was going to be teaching forever. And so it's quite a surprise to me that I now own a marketing agency that was not part of the plan ever. Anyway, so after I left teaching, I went back to school for social media marketing. I just, I had never taken a marketing class in my life. And I was like, you know, my husband works at the community college and I can take some classes there. And so I did it. And then while I was doing that, I also um, jumped into the world of like Shopify web development and SEO. And then I was like, you know what? I, I feel like I could sell products if I wanted to. So I actually opened a custom farmhouse table business, which is probably the first business that you know of from mm-hmm. um, from my, my past. So yeah, I built uh, custom tables for a period of time. I got pregnant and then realized that I probably shouldn't be operating power tools, ingesting all of the fumes I was, decided that I should probably close the doors on that business. And then, um, but during that time, I loved advertising. I loved advertising, the tables, getting out there on social, on stories. I built up a presence pretty quickly and then realized maybe I should lean more into this marketing thing. This is really fun. And so that was kind of the beginning of my entry into the marketing world. And fast forward several years, I've worked for a couple different agencies built up their marketing departments, and then realized that I could do it for myself. So, Okay. So now your business looks like what? Yeah. So right now uh, we run Facebook and Instagram ads primarily for product-based businesses. So people selling physical products, but we also work with a good number of people who are looking for lead generation, typically course creators, coaches, service providers, things like that. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love, I think what I love about your story is that it's just about as random as my background, right? Where it's like, <laughs> right, and like math teaching to farmhouse tables to ads. And it's like, what? But I feel like the math and the ads kind of, I'm sure you use some overlap with totally. that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, because people ask me, they're like, that is such a weird transition. I'm like, it is, but all that Facebook ads is, it's just numbers. It's just looking at the information and deciding what do these numbers mean? And is that a good thing, a bad thing? And what should we change? And so I feel like a lot of the like data analysis is kind of what transfers over from my very different careers I've had. Yeah. And I feel like that's what makes you so good at what you do too, is I think it's really easy, especially in business to make very emotional decisions. And Mm, I'll have a lot of clients come in and they'll do that. And I do this too. I'm not saying it's just my clients, but like when you're so in it and you're so invested in decisions you've made or things that you've tried, it's really, really hard to get your head out of it and your heart out of it and get your brain and the analytical side speaking. And so I think with your background, like you're just so good at being like, no, okay, this is not working and here is the data to prove it. So we need to shift. Right. Which is so valuable. So, okay. So today I'm really, really excited about our topic. Um, But before we like get into the weeds on it, I want to, for those of us who are not ad savvy, raising my hand here. Um, Can you walk us through the difference between boosting a post or running ads on social media? Because I think for a lot of us, we think about them as pretty much one and the same, like we're paying for more reach, right? But can you explain the difference? Yeah, completely. So this is like a huge, huge misconception that people have. I get DMs every single week from people that are like, oh, hey, you know, you're, I was talking about some kind of method that I use in my ads. And they're like, well, what I don't understand is, you know, I've run ads and they just don't work or they don't behave the way that you're talking about it. And I was like, well, tell me a little bit more about that. And they're like, well, you know, I had this great post on Instagram and I clicked boost or promote. And I'm like, okay, so what they're talking about is boosting a post. So just for every, anybody who's not even familiar with that, you post something on Instagram, you can click the little promote button and then Facebook will tell you, hey, Cassie, do you want to put this in front of 10,000 people? And here's what the cost is and ready, set, go. You just, I mean, you get a really big dopamine hit. You click that button. You're like, woohoo, like I did the ad thing. And it's like, 
That, so what's interesting is that, um, so that's a boost, but ads are totally different than that. So ads take place in a place called Facebook ads manager. They're very, they're, they're similar. When you see it on your, if you're seeing Instagram stories and you see something that says sponsored, that's what we're talking about. And you can boost a post on Instagram, but you could separate from that, create something in ads manager. And that's what we're going to be talking about here today is kind of what that difference is. And kind of at the end of the day, like I said, they'll look the same, but the main difference between them is that Facebook, Instagram, Meta, call it what you will. It's very, very smart. And if you tell Meta, Hey, I am looking to, you know, yes, I want to reach, I want to get a hundred thousand views on this video, or I want to get 3000 clicks. They're going to do exactly that. And when you click boost, you're, you're telling it, Hey, this is what I want. But the thing is, sending 3,000 people to your website or getting 10,000 views on a video, that doesn't equate to a tangible thing in your business, right? Like if what I would, what I encourage everybody to do when they're thinking about, well, yeah, like, of course I want 3,000 more people to my website by the end of the week. You don't though. What you want is you would want 3,000 more people coming to your site who want to fill out a form to book you for your services. You want 3,000 people to come to your site who want to sign up for your freebie, right? And so it's really interesting because when you boost, you're telling Facebook, hey, what I want is clicks. You're not telling people I want clicks and also people who are likely to sign up for things or people who are likely to purchase things or people who are likely to book me for my photography services or whatever it might be. It will do exactly what you tell it. So when you boost, you don't have control, as much control over that end thing. They're just getting in front of people, but that's not the same as when you're an ads manager. You can create an ad and say, Facebook, my end goal is to get people to fill out and book me through my form on my site. And it's crazy, you know, because you might be thinking to yourself, well, how is that different? Like, how, how is that different? They know. Meta knows that maybe, Cassie, you are somebody who loves not only looking at natural skincare items, but you also buy. And maybe your neighbor, Amanda, looks at them but doesn't buy. Meta knows that purchase behavior about us. And so we really need to make sure that if our end goal is specific, like we want people to book us, buy from us, etc. that we run it through ads manager because you have control and you can say, hey, find these people who will do this final action. Whereas a boost is simply, we're reaching people, we're getting in front of eyes, but they're not going to have that same intent to take that kind of like final behavior, if that makes sense. I think it does. And so to go back to what you were saying about like the dopamine hit, it's like the easy thing to do the boosted post and you feel good about it because it's done. It's off your list. You feel like you've made this impact. But as I'm listening to this, I'm kind of equating it to those accounts that they get a ton of views on reels, right? Like I'm talking hundreds of thousands, but they literally are making no money. Like they don't have clients in their business. Would you say that's like kind of similar? Like we're just expanding how many people are seeing things, but if it's not already converting, I mean, that's true for ads too, but with the boosted posts, like you're really just paying for more people to see it. It sounds like. Exactly. Yep. And it doesn't mean that they're actually going to do something tangible for your business. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you boosted, yeah, you could get dozens, hundreds of thousands of views. But if that doesn't mean something to your business specifically, it's a complete waste of money. Okay. So are there pros and cons for each of these? Or is it like, in your opinion, it, it just never makes sense to boost a post? Yeah. Um, that's a really great question. It's funny because when I think about cons, I have a very long list. When I think about pros, there's just one. <laughs> so I'll start with the one scenario in which I would recommend, or not even recommend, but I would be okay with someone boosting would be if they were an influencer and they got paid as a result of the number of views that they had on their content. I do have one client that falls in that category. She is an influencer 
And she needs to make sure that she has 500,000 plus views on videos. She will promote things to make sure that she gets to that number because she gets paid as a result of that. Yeah. These brands are requiring that she's at that level. But um, my my list of cons is very large <laughs> for, for boosting. Um, basically, when you boost, you're not going to have control over doing any kind of testing. And that's really where there's a lot of magic in ads is you can't just set one ad out there and be like, oh, it didn't work. Ads aren't for me. It's like, no, 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 no. What if you had tried two audiences with that same message? One might have liked it. One it might not have resonated with. What if you could have done an image in one ad and a video in another? You might see that the video goes crazy and bonkers, but you don't have any of that testing ability within boosting. You just get to send it out there and pray that something happens. But I will tell you that I've never really met anybody who's been thrilled with results boosting. Most people just are stuck with a a bill and they're like, oh, well, that really stinks because I just paid $20, $100 and all I have are, oh, great, you reach this many people. Well, okay, nothing nothing came of it. Well, and that's kind of, that's what honestly sparked this whole thing of like wanting to talk to you about this is I've had friends, I've had clients who tried boosting things on their own in the past, like say mini sessions they were holding and the quality of like messages they were getting back almost seemed, they weren't, they were not bots. They were real people, but it seemed so poor in terms of communication. Like they were asking questions that were already answered. They were like, they weren't really going or getting anywhere with these people. Most of the time, mm-hmm. I would say like nine times out of 10, it didn't go anywhere. It was just taking more of their time to respond to messages, answering questions that were already answered in the original post. And so they were getting really frustrated with the results all while spending more money to do this. Um, and so that's kind of why I wanted to talk to you about this from the get go. But okay, so sounds like unless you are an influencer who's getting paid based on views, boosting posts does not make sense. So then that like kind of opens up this can of worms of, okay, well, most of us don't know anything about ads, right? And I know that we have plans, hopefully in the future to talk more about this in depth. But for today, we're going to let this like dust settle on, okay, boosting posts was a waste of money, and I'm not doing this anymore. What's something that they can do today? If they're just getting started with this idea of, you know, paid engagement, running ads, or I shouldn't say engagement, paid results basically right because yeah arguably boosting posts was like added maybe paid engagement but this paid reach this paid uh results paying for ads on social media what can they do to get started yeah one of my favorite places to get started is running email list growth ads because they're easy enough to set up and you will see quick tangible results and it's not going to be in that same way of like oh great we reached hundreds of thousands of people it's going to be Oh, I have people who are on my email list who opted into something. They're showing and expressing interest in my brand. And then you've got those people that you can continue nurturing. You can even find them too on Instagram and follow with them and engage with them and form a relationship. And I love running email list ads too, just for just about any business because they're affordable. If you're running ads to get people to buy something from you or join your high ticket coaching program, those will be expensive to run. You're going to need to continue, you know, like running ads for quite a while and having some very intricate funnels will probably be required for something like that. Whereas an email list, I love in the background running ads all the time for my email list, whether, and it's, it's across industries for both service-based businesses like my own, I do it. Uh, and for my product-based businesses, so people who are selling a physical product, they do it too, because oftentimes you can even recoup some of that money right out the gate too. So for every 
$100 I'm spending on my ad, sometimes I'm making back that 100 right out the gate. Sometimes I'm making back um, like, you know, 80% of it. And I'm thrilled with that. That's a really, uh, a really nice side effect of running email list ads is you can let them know, hey, like, thanks for joining. Here's this free product that you asked about, or, you know, here's information about the mini sessions or the clothing that you should wear during your mini sessions, whatever that freebie is that you come up with in your business. You can oftentimes upsell them on a little something while you're continuing to nurture that relationship. And I see that many of my clients can recoup some money right out the gate, which is like very much a win-win. You have a lead in your inbox that you can get to know. And you also oftentimes can make back some money. Yeah. And I just want to clarify too, again, this might sound like a silly question and I want to be very careful because I would love to, I want to really dive into this with you at some point, but again, I want to not like pull you far into the weeds with me with all these questions. But Mm -hmm. one of the questions I'm thinking too, is like when you run ads, you can set very like geo specific places too, right? Because I know a lot of the listeners who are hearing this are people who like, yes, they will travel, like say they're photographers and things like that, but not all of them can work with anyone anywhere. So when you're setting these ads, like you could be getting super hyper local email list subscribers. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yep. You could target the Madison, Wisconsin area with, with your ads. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, So I feel Mm -hmm. like there's going to be people listening who are like adding, start an email list to their to-do list. And then like, let's dive in to ads a little bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whew. Are there any other tips you want to leave anyone with, with just this like intro to this idea? Again, I, I'd love to talk to you about this more in depth at some point, but for right now, like any other little tips you want to leave them with in regards to like getting started with ads? Is there any resource they can get started with, with you that would be really helpful to make this less confusing and less intimidating? I know you have such a good way of breaking things down. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a freebie called Navigating Ads Manager in Five Minutes. So it's a free video tutorial and I'll walk you through my screen. I will show you exactly what you're looking at because it can be overwhelming knowing where to even start. You have a Facebook account and you've probably seen that maybe there's this ads thing, but what you're even looking at, how to know how many people you've reached, how to know what the outcome was of your ads. I'll do a screen record and I will show you all of it. And uh, it should be a really great kind of step one into this world before you even dive into you know, what kind of ads am I running and what should they look like? It's really good to just even have a lay of the land of what does this platform itself look like um, and can hopefully take away some of that overwhelm for your users. Okay, perfect. I'll link that in the show notes for you guys so you can just dive right into that. Because again, like I said, Jenny has such a great way of making things, probably the teaching background, making things really digestible and understandable so that it's not so intimidating. Like there were years ago, I think you had me installing like Facebook Pixel on my website. And you're like, just do it. Yeah, it's not yes. that hard. And I was so <laughs> overwhelmed and so intimidated. And then you like have this resource. And I'm like, this was a piece of cake. So like, really, I know ads are intimidating, but like she makes it so, so simple. But and I just want to say this, the last thing, I think it's like a kind of more of a question, I guess I have in terms of ads. Do you, you're, you're in it. You're like really in this industry. Whereas I'm from the outside looking more at the organic thing. I feel like a lot more is going into ads lately. I feel like organic reach, organic engagement is getting harder and harder to get. Do you have any opinions on that? Or have you noticed anything? And so is your question more so like, do I see more people that are jumping on the ads bandwagon? Yeah, Yeah, because they're Uh, they're just seeing it's not really as fruitful as it used to be organically. Yeah, I can say that we can watch the cost of advertising dollars. And so I can see when there's more advertisers, it costs more to advertise. That being said, it's generally just the end of the year where I see that really big push of people flocking, because I think it's holiday, end of year closeout, people are trying to, you know, either 
meet their quota, meet their numbers that they set for the year. I see, and of course, Black Friday too. So really (laughs) the last three months of the year are madness. But other than that, um, you know, things gradually get a little more expensive every year, but it's nothing that I would say should deter you from considering to run ads. People are like, oh, they're too expensive. I shouldn't. I'm like, no, they're not. That's just something a scare tactic that people like say. They like to they like to say, oh, it's just too expensive, and but that's it's not really. Uh, it, it shouldn't stop you from getting into the game if that's your next move, marketing wise. Cool, that's good to know. It's also good to know that like it goes up as more people are doing it. So like I think again, a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are people who would want to be kind of running ads and specials near the beginning of a year, right? Because it's like engagement season and they're trying to book weddings out and things like that. So yeah. Yeah, that's really good to know. Okay. So to keep today short and sweet, before you go, my last question for you is what is the best piece of business advice you've ever received? This could be ads, not ads, doesn't matter. Yeah. So something that I was told earlier this year that I repeat to myself all the time is your thoughts create your actions and your actions create your reality. So really the effort, the mindset that you have going into the work that you're doing that really controls kind of the output that you have and the output that you send out there um, oftentimes will come back to you. And yeah, so a lot of it comes down to mindset work. Okay. So I love this because I know you are someone who invests in your business regularly, masterminds, things like that, always improving. And I feel like there's always a noticeable shift either when people go through masterminds, coaching, whatever, where they feel more confident, like they get something settled in their business, even if it's like justifying why they charge what they charge or Mm -hmm. I'm having really good client experience, there's this confidence that comes with that. And then their booking rate goes up. And it's like, that's not a shock, because you believe in what you're talking about. Like, if your thoughts match what you're selling, now it's like, you're this unstoppable force. So that's really, I love that advice. Okay. And then I lied. That wasn't my last question. My last question is, where can listeners connect with you if they want to learn more? Obviously, we're going to do the freebie in the show notes for them. And then you obviously have so many great resources, but where else can they learn from you, connect with you and just get to know you better? Yeah, I love hanging out on Instagram. So come find me there. And uh, my website is adsuncorked.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time. Yes. Thanks, Cassie. Okay, you heard her. Go follow Jenny on Instagram at adsuncorked and make sure you snag her Navigating Ads Manager in 5 Minutes freebie that I'll link in the show notes for you. And then just remember, when done strategically, ads can be such a powerful force in your business. So I'm excited to schedule another interview with Jenny soon and talk to her all about these next steps. If you have any questions you'd want me to ask her during that episode about ads, how to get started, and what that might look like, please let me know either by DMing me on Instagram at the Creative Cantina Podcast or sending me an email. I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, cheers to making boosted posts a thing of the past.